comfort is um, a dangerous thing sometimes because if you're too comfortable, you won't take the risk, right? And you never get the same moment twice. You just don't. So you have to know how to capitalize on that particular moment and how to use it to your advantage for your success as you define success. I'm investing in myself. And at some point you have to do that. Before it's like, well, again, when then? When I have more money, right? When the kids are out of college and I have more money, then I'll go do this. No, there's a time factor in the middle of that where you may not get that chance. So evaluate it, determine if it's something you can afford or not, and go do it. Take the step. Welcome back to the Launch My Brand Today podcast. I'm so excited to introduce our guest today, Tom Campbell. He is a distinguished professional with a rich background in sales and business development across various tech sectors from startup to enterprise. With over 30 years of experience, primarily in San Jose, Tom's expertise in fostering long-term client relationships, identifying marketing opportunities, and strategic planning has set him apart in the competitive tech landscape. Tom's personal journey took a new direction three years ago when he relocated to Los Angeles. This move initially motivated by his son's aviation career led Tom to explore new horizons, including film studies at UCLA. This period of change coincided with his daughter embarking on a master's of social work at USC. Uh-oh, a house divided, UCLA, USC. <laughs> Tom's passions extend beyond his professional life, encompassing a love for animals, history, sports, and nature, alongside a keen interest in writing. His dedication to personal growth and contribution is evident in his latest venture, Gotta Look Up. This initiative advocates for a mindful approach to technology use, encouraging people to reconnect with their loved ones and the world around them. Grounded in the values of love, faith, hope, health, and peace. As someone who embodies the principles of never giving up, continuous learning, and sharing knowledge to uplift others, Tom is a testament to the power of resilience, adaptability, and the human connection. Today, we're going to jump into how Tom has leveraged his experiences, interests, and values to build a brand that not only stands out, but also positively impacts others. Tom, welcome. Thank you for being here. Jan, it's so great to be with you, and thank you for a wonderful uh, introduction and kind words. I need to bring you around with me wherever you go and you can be my hype person. Yeah. Oh, I'm, <laughs> I'm here for it. I like it. So right off the jump, 30 years is a really impressive amount of time, be it in any industry, but in the tech realm specifically, I'm sure you've seen some incredible things. How have the last 30 years been for you professionally? Um, it's been great. I mean, lots of ups and downs, particularly recently in the COVID years. Um, but overall, I've had some great experiences working for lots of great companies. Um, but my probably my favorite time favorite time was at Sun Microsystems, where um, they were on a they were a juggernaut in the computer hardware space. A lot of fun, but a lot of things changed too. I mean, um, 
I got in initially, I was one of the guys pushing uh, computer wafers into a furnace uh, when I was 18. My dad worked for a company and I got a job right out of school doing that. And um, that's how my path started was doing doing that. But a lot of that kind of work has been offshore now. So it's changed the industry a, a lot in terms of it used to be manufacturing oriented, but now it's really more service and sales oriented. It's so wild to think, you know, you've spent 30 years in a profession and deciding to take the leap into something that spoke personally mm -hmm. to you and really living your purpose and your passion and making that shift. How did you know it was the right time for you to kind of make that transition? Yeah, actually, if I just a quick correction, it's actually 40 plus years, if I really think about it. Um, so yeah, I'm dating myself, but uh, it's been a long time. Uh, there's always been this burning desire to do something different. I think people kind of get caught up on what their parents sort of not steer them toward, but expose them to, or their parents are trying to do what's best for you, but they don't always know what's in your heart, right? They, they look at, okay, what can make you successful? So if somebody is saying, you should be a doctor, you should be a lawyer, you should do this, you should do that. Um, at the time, engineering was the field where people were making a lot of money up in Silicon Valley. So my dad was sort of kind of directing me in that direction, but it's not what I wanted. And um, at, at some point you kind of get caught up in, either make a certain amount of money that you're used to, or you end up with a, a family and a mortgage and you are kind of stuck on what kind of lifestyle you can, can provide. So you, you might stay in an industry too long, which it, I think is what happened to me. So <clears throat> you have to course correct along the way. There was always this burning desire to write. There was always this burning desire to create. And I just never fulfilled it. And you get to a point in life where your nest is almost empty. And, you know, in my case, I, I'm no longer married. So I'm actually now looking at, okay, it's time to do what it's time to look forward, fulfilling the dreams rather than just paying the bills, if you will. So um, you get to a point where that little voice in your head gets louder and louder and louder and says, you don't have the, you know, when you're in your thirties, it's like, oh, I got time. I can do that later. When, when this, and I did an episode on this, when this happens, then do this. It's not always the case. So you have to take little steps along the way. And I'm not saying, you know, give everything up and go pursue your dream, because I think you have to be responsible in in making that choice and in balancing your life that way. But if there's something burning inside you, don't ignore it. Take a step toward it. Absolutely. And I, you'd mentioned your kids and how oftentimes yeah. our parents kind of direct us in a way where they think, oh, like this will be the best choice for you or how are you going to be the most successful? Could you speak a little bit to what you instill in your kids? Like when it comes to pursuing a passion that they have or something that interests them? I think a lot of times people measure success by what is societally popular or societally accepted instead of what's in that unique individual's heart. So Success is what you define it as. It's not what society defines it as. And I think we get lost in that. I know I did. And now I'm taking a different approach with what I define as success. To me, success is having a roof over my head, having enough food to eat, but enjoying life along the way. Not <clears throat> having to, if I don't you know, make this quarter, make this number, 
then I'm not going to be successful. It's all about um, what fulfills me, what what makes me want to get up in the morning and do stuff. So I've told both kids to find happiness versus finding money or pursue happiness over money. And sometimes it takes, it took my son a while to really find out what he was supposed to be or what he wanted to be. But now that he's found it, I'm a little envious of him because, you know, he's found it at a younger age. I'm still trying to find it. And I think I'm, I'm headed in the right direction finally now. Um, and again, you get caught up in, in responsibility and what you have to do to maintain a lifestyle for yourself and others versus pursuing your dreams. In my daughter's case, um, she's found a path that she uh, enjoys, although now that she's been at USC for a while, she's like, my friends are doing this film school and it looks pretty cool. And so I'm like, you know, if that if you want to look through that door, go ahead. Um, but I can't decide for them what uh, makes them happy. They have to decide that. So I think as a parent, my job was to expose them to things to see what resonated with them. And I think it did okay at that. It took, it took them a little while to figure it out, but I, I think, you know, everybody's got their own timing. That's so true. I feel like exposure to different things and experiences not only shape us, but it also sparks different parts of us that are curious where it's like, Oh, I, I've never, seen the USC's film school or didn't know what the curriculum looked like. So having exposure to that, I feel like it either flips something on where it's like, oh, I want to dive deeper and learn more about that. Or it even pushes you into other realms where you're like, why not? Or even knowing that it existed, right? Uh, like I, I didn't go on, a lot of parents now take their kids on these college tours. I didn't go on one. I, I had a, a dad who was really good and fantastic. And he had five kids to, to to think about. And his thing was, if you go to San Jose State, I'll pay for it. If you go anywhere else, I'll pay what it costs to go to San Jose State. So I had a choice, but I didn't really know what that choice was. And, you know, it's not like back then, it isn't like it is now where, you know, it's so, people are so focused on that. But had I known that Pepperdine existed now that I moved down to LA, um, I probably would have gone there or I probably would have gone to Santa Barbara, you know, someplace on the beach. Um, but I didn't know. So when you don't know what you don't know, um, you just, you take that next step. And then if you're exposed to new things or light gets shown on it, um, then you can make another decision. It's so interesting that you say Pepperdine because I did, I did a school tour in Pep like at Pepperdine when I was looking at colleges and, it is for anyone who has never been to that campus, it's unreal. It's on PCH. Yep. So you're overlooking the ocean. I think it's technically in Malibu, yep. but it is, I remember filling out college applications and I'm like, if I just put, yes, I want, like, I'm interested in being a part of like a Christian school, like the, I'll, like I'll get tapped for Pepperdine, yep. <laughs> but it's a, it's a stunning campus. Um, I love that though. And you know, you would spoke, you'd spoken to the fact that your dad kind of gave you choices or you had options that you not necessarily were laid out for you, but they were there. Did he, or I'm curious, like if your family had any roles to play in, you know, exploring curious things more, or is that something that you've discovered on your own? No, I, my parents were very supportive of all that. Um, I think they waited for us to show an interest 
and then they would find a way to help us uh, get exposure to it or take lessons in it. Um, you know, and at the time you didn't have all the same choices you have now. So um, we played baseball. That was literally baseball was it for us kids. And we used to sit on the curb and wait for my dad to come home from work um, because he'd go inside, you know, change his clothes and come out and throw the ball with us. And so that's a memory I will always have. And, um, you know, you grow up with that and you, you share that experience. Um, my dad sort of pushed me towards being an engineer because I was a pretty good student. I was good in math, but I tried it. I didn't like it. I didn't like the courses. I didn't like, you know, the fact that it was, you know, sort of a, a homogenous sort of group of kids that were in that. There weren't a lot of females in those classes at the time. And it just wasn't the kind of experience I was looking for in college. Um, and having been exposed to the job where I was pushing, you know, silicon wafers into an oven, um, which was tied to an engineering group, it's like, this isn't what I want to do. So I ended up switching over to business. And, um, you know, from that, I got into, did a marketing degree with an advertising uh, minor and really enjoyed the creative part of advertising. But I made a mistake. Again, not a regret, but a mistake back then. I actually had an opportunity to do an internship with an ad agency through one of the teachers I had, and I turned it down because I there was no money involved. So instead of taking the opportunity to really learn a skill um, and get ingrained in that as a career path, I kept the job I had, which paid my bills and put gas in the car and all that. So um, there's times where I've made decisions career-wise that... Again, looking back in hindsight's 2020, you wonder what would have happened if you'd gone through one door versus the other. But again, I'm I'm here now in a place where it all makes sense over time because now you've got a, a sense of what you want to do next. And you've got all these experience, all these skills, this big network to actually leverage to try to go make it happen. There's something to be said too about building something with the life experience behind you, because I feel like in all honesty, you approach it with a different mindset and you approach it with a different set of priorities and perspectives. Speaking of which, we got to talk about Gotta Look Up because it has so many layers of goodness to it. It's a podcast, a community, a website of resources and conversations, and ultimately it's a movement. It's honestly been an honor to be part of the journey of you building this, was there a moment or insight that led you to start this project? Uh, yeah, I think there's a uh, there's a bunch of moments that all kind of came together. I, I'm the type of person that if I see something that motivates me or see something that inspires me, I will write it down. So I've got all these notebooks of stuff laying around, quotes. In fact, I, I did a couple self-published books um, which I didn't tell you about, but uh, years ago, I just started collecting quotes and I, I did a self-published book on Amazon called um, Finish My Book. And it was just a bunch of quotes I was collecting. And I'm like, I'm never going to finish this because I always find something new. So, and then I thought too, that what inspires me doesn't inspire everybody else. So I'll share what inspires me. And so I left some blank pages where people could fill in their own at the at the back so they could finish my book themselves in a different, whatever unique direction. Um, I think I sold 20 of them or something. I didn't really market it. I just kind of put it out there. Um, but that's kind of where it started. And then, 
you know, with Gotta Look Up specifically, um, you know, when we were younger, we watched television and we were being told not to, you know, don't sit too close to the TV or do go outside and play or whatever. It's the same stuff parents say now. But you parents today have so many screens now, right? The screen we're on now, these things that we have with us constantly, never more than six feet away from you, right? There it is right here next to me. Um, and so my kids were sort of that first generation when, of, you know, they were uh, seven and 11 at the time the iPhone came out. And so that and the video system in the car and all that, it was easy babysitting for kids. And it was the wrong thing to do. I mean, they, we should have been more hands-on and involved, not from a helicopter parent standpoint. By the way, I'm officially a helicopter parent because my son's a helicopter pilot. Um, but from the standpoint of, you know, managing it as a tool instead of, you know, as a default babysitter. So that initially was part of it because I see my kids and other and their friends sort of struggle now with anxiety. And I think it has a lot to do with the fact that they're tied to technologies rather than to people and how to solve problems through people, not through a device. So that was part of the motivation. The other part of the motivation is I'm sick and tired of seeing people doing this all day, walking around. They're not even paying attention where they're going. Or I go to a baseball game and everybody's like this. And I'm like, I can't see the game because your phone's in the way, right? So experience it. And you saw, I don't know if you saw Phil Knight sitting there with a bunch of people at LeBron James. Uh, there was a recent game that he was at where everybody's taking a picture of him about to break some record instead of watching him do it, right? So that was part of the inspiration too, is these things are all over the place and they're getting in the way of people actually engaging each other or having just basic manners when you're walking around this, you know, looking where you're going, not, you know, stopping in the middle of, of uh, a sidewalk to, because you got to stop and text while everybody else is trying to, to walk around and, and get, some, get on with their lives. But ultimately it was, you know, look up from your devices, but also look higher look more spiritually, you know, get, get from, from here to here to observe the world around you and take part in it. And if you need to fulfill something more spiritually, look up to your creator, look out to nature, look out in the world. So it's, it's really more, um, it's both of those things. Um, and that's, that's really the impetus of it is to try to get people to think a little bit more about how they use these things. Um, are they wasting time on it that could be spent starting a business or going on a date, you know, dating their spouse or dating their significant other or spending time with their kids? Because trust me, if you're a parent, it goes by in a flash. And before you know it, you know, they go from toddler to teenager to graduate, and then they're off doing their thing and you're begging for them to, you know, free up some time for you. So it's just really being more intentional with how you live your life and how you engage in the world. Um, that's really what I'm hoping to do with this. And, and ultimately I'm also sick and tired of us yelling over each other politically and that's got to stop or we're running and going to run into some big, big problems, even bigger than we've got now is we've got to start uniting over what makes us a country makes us a good people. And so that's a lot to do in, in a movement like Gotta Look Up, but but really it's it's focused around um, being intentional and mindful of how you spend your time 
and how you engage the world and how you uh, fill yourself spiritually. It's so interesting hearing people speak about the projects or businesses that they've created from a place of purpose, because there's like this light that goes on where it's like, no, this, and this is why I started it. And this is the reason why I need to share it with the world and why it's so deeply ingrained in us, because there's something that you were meant to do. And there's something that you were meant to put out there. It's kind of like a buzzwordy thing about people talking about the impact that they want to make or the goals to empower people and add value and leave the world a little bit better than we found it. I'm, I'm curious, like how specific do you get when it comes to your, your dreams and how you envision this thing coming to life? I hope it takes off. And I hope it takes off not from the standpoint of making me tens of millions of dollars, but from the standpoint of how do we make the world better, right? And so there's been this little voice about this. I've been working on, I guess, the structure around this for about 10 years, collecting information, um, organizing it. And and really my dad sort of, you know, inspired it to some degree. He's like, you got to do this. And so... Um, I've been playing around with it. My mistake has been waiting to try to be perfect instead of uh, George Patton's quote of a good plan today is better than a perfect plan tomorrow, that you put something something good out there and then you build on it. And so that's what I'm trying to do. I don't check how many people clicked. I don't check how many likes I get. I'll, I'll look to see who's responded and see if there's people that are sort of outside my circles, uh, new people coming in just to see. But ultimately, I feel like I'm being nudged to get these messages out. And it's like, what do I, what am I going to talk about this week? And then it hits and I just, I just start and all I need is a starting point. And then it just kind of flows. And again, I try to keep things short I'm actually looking at doing stuff that's a little more long form, but my initial intent was to keep it short um, and not have people be on a screen watching me for hours on end during the week, um, but sharing the message if it resonates. And I have a, a coworker, a former coworker now in, in Canada who shared it with his family and they're, they're now all listening and commenting. And uh, that feels good because um, the comments are good. And if they're bad, then they'll be bad too. But um, at the end of the day, what I'm trying to do is get people thinking about um, not beating themselves up, right? But thinking about how they can do some something good for the world. And that something good might be just smiling at somebody who's walking past them on the street because you don't know what that other person is going through. You don't know what kind of situation they're in. And I think... Oftentimes we just kind of go about our day with with blinders on and and that's human. But at the end of the day, there might be that one person that day who hears something that I say or I get to smile that changes the course of their life. Because just a simple little thing like that, showing somebody that they matter, can they can take that to the next level and beyond. And what's interesting is, like I said, I've been debating this for 10 years or so. But more recently, I've bounced in and out of different jobs. 
And every time it's like, okay, well, I don't get it. Why didn't this one work out? And the message is always inside my head, you've got gifts you're not using, go use them. And then I find the next job and I think, yeah, well, I can do that on the side. And then that one doesn't work out. And then the same thing, I've given you gifts, you're not using them, go use them. And so this last time around, I just said, all right, now I'm going to do it. And so I did. And like I said, it's not the, the monetization strategy has to come in at some point, but I'm just looking for enough. And if I can keep putting a message out there that's positive, that gets people to think about their world or exposes them to things they haven't thought about, like we all have unique experiences, we should be sharing them. Because I, I had an episode about my son being in the hospital and what I saw. Not everybody gets not, gets to see that. Not everybody should see it because it's not good. But there's some very strong people dealing with some very bad things every day. And others need to know about it, A, for perspective, and B, for if they find themselves in a, situ a similar situation, they've got some knowledge on how to navigate it. And so that's what I'm hoping to, to do with, with this, is just inspire people to share the good and share their observations so that we can all learn from each other. I love that. And I think at the end of the day, that's really the core of, I know people don't typically use the terminology of their personal brand, but that's really what unites us as humans. It's like, oh, the relatability and hearing somebody go through a challenge that you've been through. And it's like, oh, how did they navigate through it? How did, you know, what did they use? What tools do they have? How can I learn from that? It's such an organic way to link us as humans and like find our people where it's like, oh yeah, this is the positivity I want to put in the world. This is the impact that I want to make. It's the difference that I want to see. Like if it's not happening around me, like how can I create that? What advice would you give someone who feels a little stuck, whether it be in their profession or their job or their place in life, having felt like they've lost a piece of themselves. I'll go back to the low point in my life was, was when I got divorced and the impact that had, and I'm not going to blame folks or, you know, go get back and rehash all the stuff, the quicksand, as I call it. Um, but in that, I got to a point where you get to the sort of the bottom of you know the abyss and you 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 sort of say okay how am i going to climb out of this and i went back to the things that make me happy what makes me happy and a lot of them were from childhood it was animals and sports and hanging around friends and and so i decided to make sure i spent more time in those things to bring joy like i call them trees of joy right the anchors anchors of hope trees of joy you pull yourself out of the quicksand with those things. So I would say, you know, you can read all kinds of books. You can, you know, see folks on Instagram saying, I can coach you this way or that way. But ultimately it comes down to you. You've got to be the one that pulls yourself out. And so what are those things that bring you happiness and joy that you can hang on to while you're dealing with all the stuff around you? And so that's where I start. And I say, you know, make a list. What are those things? How do you spend more time in those things? Um, if you're in a job that, I mean, obviously you, you can't just quit your job, 
right? You get you got to have some money in the bank or whatever. You got to be able to pay the bills. You got to be able to put food on the table. Having said that, um, I just did because it wasn't serving my purpose. It was pulling me backward. Um, it was taking time away from the things that I, the, the direction I'm headed. And so I'm fortunate enough to have a, enough put away that I could say, you know what? I'm not going to do this anymore because I don't agree with how this is being done. I don't agree with the methodology. Um, and it, it doesn't help me because I have a certain way of, of doing business and it's based on trusted sound relationships that build both sides of the, both my customer and me, not, Hey, let's get this thing done so I can make my number. And that's the world I was sort of operating in. And it didn't, it wasn't fulfilling. And so I just uh, negotiated something where I don't work for them anymore. I got to go find something at some point, or I got to make this stuff on my own skills work, whether that's consulting plus got to look up, whether that's got to look up by itself down the road, whether it's writing a book, right? There are things that, that I want to go pursue because you don't, you know, I'm at a later stage in life. I don't have a lot of time left to do the things that are on the list still. So what I tell people when they do reach out to me for advice on this stuff is, you know, start with what serves you, start with what you find joy in, make sure you're taking care of your kids. And that's number one, um, especially in, if, if the, it's a situation where the, you know, it is, you're getting into a divorce, you got to take care of the kids. You got to minimize the damage uh, for them because regardless, uh, the split's going to cause damage and you got to focus on making sure they're healthy. And you got to take care of your obligations as a parent. But after that, you have to pursue your happiness, really. And, and the way to start with that is to spend time doing the things that you like. And it's a balance and it's a trade-off. And fortunately, my responsibilities toward my kids are kind of nearing an end financially. Um, and so now I can invest in myself. So that's what I'm doing is taking the first, taking the time, then pulling money out of my account to pay for everything. And then I'm actually doing what I wouldn't have done five years ago, which is um, I don't have a job. I don't have an income coming in right now. I know that it'll be out there at some point, but I'm going to a seminar that's going to help me get to the next level. Um, I'm going to one next Thursday. I'm going to some other workshop at the end of February that's going to help me learn how to write a better book right? The, the dreams that I have, the, the direction that I want to take. And so I'm investing in myself. And at some point you have to do that. You have to say, okay, whereas before it's like, well, again, when then? When I have more money, right? When the kids are out of college and I have more money, then I'll go do this. No, I, you, you have a, there's a time factor in the middle of that where you may not get that chance. So evaluate it determine if it's something you can afford or not and go do it, take the step. And a priest gave me great advice a long time ago. He said, if God shined a light on the whole path to get where you're trying to get to, you'd never go because it's winding and it's this, and it's two steps back, go to the right, take three steps forward. So you get enough light each day or week to know what that next step is. And then you get yourself there. And then you get yourself to the next one and the next one. And ultimately you get there. And if you ask a bunch of people, they'll always tell you the journey was more fun than the destination. 
yes to the illuminating pathway, but then I think there was another analogy too of taking the leap and then growing wings on the way down where it's like, I'm going to yeah. jump <laughs> and hope Absolutely. for the best. Yeah. But I think it's one of those things where speaking from a place of you've done the opposite also, you've seen this incredible career through what it entails, what sacrifices you've made personally to feed into the responsibilities that are non-negotiables, you know, your children, your family, bills, like having all those things, but shifting that to, okay, now I can make myself a priority, really lean into what it is that I want to do because yeah, we're not, we're not promised tomorrow. So how... Yeah do we take the time that we have to do the things that really matter to us? I think that's beautiful because I feel like there's a lot of people that go their entire life not realizing this, or there's so much regret towards the end. And I think that's, we often talk about that where it's like, you never want to be in a place of regret. You're like, no, I'm not going to regret it. I'm going to do this thing. I'm going to put it out there. And whatever comes from it will come from it. And maybe your definition of success is exactly the job you have and you love doing it. Great. Go for it. Because I can't tell anybody how they should define their, their success. Right. For me, I've always, there was always something pushing me in a different direction. And so um, I've taken small steps to that throughout my life. Now I'm kind of taking major leaps and we'll see where it goes. But I, I trust that if it doesn't work out, and some people would say, you don't ever say this. If it doesn't work out, I can always go back because they're like, then you're giving up on the goal. But there is a sense of realism that you, you can't control everything. You have to control what you can control and, and move it forward as best you can. Um, but, you know, I don't want people thinking that, hey, I've got to quit my job and go do this now. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is if there's a purpose out there, there's a voice inside you that's saying, go do this. You don't have to throw everything away and go do it. You can take a little step toward it each day or each week and do it as a nights and weekends kind of a thing until you get to a point where it's like, okay, I can, the path is there now, I'm going to go. Right. And for me, it's been recently that, you know, last six months that that, that path has sort of opened up and to where you feel like you're ready to go do it. I've heard the saying too, where it's like, you know, worst case scenario, you can always go back. And it's it's not to put it out there that it's not going to work out, but it also takes away the fear of, well, if I can't provide or if I need to have some financial income, it's there. I have the skills, yeah. I have the experience to lean back on, you know, a different job and who knows where that option might lead also. I'm curious for somebody who doesn't know what that nagging voice sounds like or feels like, could you describe it where it's like, you know, you're meant to do something. And you, you had said this thing is a 10 year project in the making, which is incredible. Yeah. yeah I think part of it was it, it hadn't been really focused or the, the purpose hadn't been, you know, obvious. It was just gathering stuff that inspired, right? And as I'm doing that, then, uh, you know, again, everything's an evolution, right? So as the world evolves around you, new things come into the forefront. You experience new things, learn new things. These devices show up, right? And initially, I'm trying to figure out, well, how do I make money on this, right? Then it gets to the point where it's like, I see 
how it provided shifted society, right? Or shifted mankind in a way um, that I don't think long-term is healthy. We're good at communication, but we're not good at conversation anymore. Unless we're, we're one-on-one like this, right? So we can reach anybody anywhere at any time, but what sort of substantial conversation are we having with them? And it used to be when you were in sales, oh, cool, I'm on the plane, nobody can get a hold of me. Not anymore, <laughs> right? So it, it's just a different world. We have to adjust to it. And some people take advantage of that and they do very well for themselves. Congratulations. I'm not necessarily that individual. I, I don't want to be reached all the time. You have to shut it off. You have to get away from it. Otherwise, you drive yourself nuts, in my opinion. Um, so back to the thing about the voice. So it was just, it, again, it's always, you, there's always self-examination when something doesn't work out the way you thought it would, whether it's a relationship, a job. Um, I guess those are the bigger things. Um, and you start to analyze it. What didn't I do right? Why did it go that way? I thought it was going to be here, but I really went here. Um so what changed? What can I learn from it? And overall, you, you come to realization that continuing down this path doesn't serve what I want to do. I brought this up, I think, before where I'll, I'll be like, okay, I'm ready. I'm going to go off on my own. I'm going to be a consultant. I'm going to do this. And then the next job comes in. It's like, oh, that's the easy path. I'm good. And then six months later, I find myself in the same situation because that company was over hiring. They didn't have the product they thought they had, right? And you learn these things through years of experience and seasoning where you can identify, well, if they don't get this right, then this could happen. And so you try to advise them on that, but sometimes they don't listen. Sometimes they just keep going and you get caught up in a layoff or you get caught up in a downsizing or you get caught up in um, a merger, right? And so you don't have control unless you're your own boss, really. And it was really that. It's like, like I said, every time it's like, okay, why didn't this work out? Well, you're not using your talents the right way. You're done with that. It's time to do something different. But comfort is um, a dangerous thing sometimes. Because if you're too comfortable, you won't take the risk, right? And you never get the same moment twice. You just don't. So you have to know how to capitalize on that particular moment and how to use it to your advantage for your success as you define success. Voice is always going to be there. Like, like now the voice I get is you're finally doing it, right? Finally doing it. So it's not the You've got these gifts. I've given you these gifts. You haven't opened them. You haven't shared them. You're not using them. So quit coming back to me with a complaint about the job you took that I told you not to take, right? And and now it's it's a different voice. The different, the different voice is more like keep going. It's not, uh, you're not doing it wrong or you're not doing it right this time. It's like keep going. So that's what I'm doing. That's the best. It's like the cheering section. Seriously, like kudos to you to act on something that you feel so called to do. Because like I said, a lot of times like people get the nagging voice and they like stuff it down and they take the job and they keep, 
you know, doing the same thing, expecting different results, you know, this job will be different, but it's still not fulfilling me the way that I need to be fulfilled. So it's a huge, I, I think it's, I feel like now it's more of a luxury to be able to find what you really love and pour yourself into it, make a career out of it and really chisel out like a niche for yourself. I don't yeah. think that that was a thing, you know, 40, 50 years ago. So the ability to do that now is pretty freaking amazing. On the one hand, everybody can be their broad own broadcast channel now, right? And hopefully that finds an audience or the audience finds you. But on the other hand, you've got people now that are just enslaved to these devices or addicted is probably a better way to say it. There's an addiction to these devices. So it's, it's how do you make that content positive and purposeful rather than something that's just a time sink that uh, distracts people from doing what I'm trying to do, which is, you know, fulfill a, a, a purpose. I feel like it's always the conundrum of, yes, it's a device. It's there to problem solve. You're able to find, like, you don't wonder about anything anymore. You can find the answers to what it is you're looking for, which is incredible in its own right, because we could literally learn how to do almost everything via YouTube or listening to other podcasts. Like you can yeah. do so much good because so many people share such incredible things. But on the flip side is also the space of comparison and, you know, the doom spiral we've always talked about where it's like yeah. you get sucked into this thing that was, you know, it's meant to be entertaining or lighthearted, but then you've just wasted how many hours that could have been used somewhere else that would be more productive or that would bring, help you bring, you know, what it is that you want to put out into the world to the forefront for your fellow entrepreneurs out there. Cause we're going to add that title to your roster what right. advice would, right? And I, well, first I'm curious, do you consider yourself an entrepreneur? Yes, but that doesn't mean that you're always successful. I've tried different things before and they haven't, they haven't gone as planned or as hoped, yeah. but you learn something from it and you try it again, right? I'm always curious. I have to ask that. What advice would you leave for your fellow entrepreneurs who are embarking on a journey? It talks about carpe diem, right? Seize the day. Um, you never get the same moment again. So every minute, every second that goes by is a new opportunity to start. And you get to have the discipline and the choice to start or not start. Back to the patent quote, a good plan today is better than a perfect plan tomorrow. Real risk is in not taking action, do you give up the opportunity to have the life you want? Is that the real risk, not going after the life you want versus... I can't do it because it's going to cost too much, or I can't do it because I don't have time. But isn't the real risk not living life to the fullest? So what makes your life full? Take that step. I had all these dreams and then I did this or I did this or I did that. Well, all those things that you did are choices. So you shouldn't regret the choices because they're all learning experiences. And maybe you weren't ready. Maybe I wasn't ready 30 years ago to do this because I didn't have the life experiences that allow me to be successful doing it now. It goes like this, basically. It's what were your dreams before life intervened? Some people say life gets in the way. I'm going to say intervene because 
I don't think life ever gets in the way. You know, life is magical. You got to make it magical. You got to, you know, do the things that give you joy. You've got to, you know, if you want to have kids, you have kids. It's the best thing that ever happened to me. It's challenging. It's expensive, but it's damn well worth it because they are just great. They bring me so much joy, right? So what are those dreams that you had? And again, I went back to childhood thinking about the things I liked. My dream is leave the world a better place than I found it if I can. And that might be just that I made one person smile that needed to smile that day. You got Girl Scout cookies out right now, right? I can't eat them. So I go up and they ask if I want to buy them. And I'm like, no, nah, the doctor says I can't. They make me fat. But here's 20 bucks. Can you donate some to the soldiers or donate some to, you know, whoever? And then they they light up and they have, you know, a good time. I stopped at a lemonade stand. Some kid sitting there made his day because nobody was coming by. And I bought a cup of lemonade. And I couldn't drink it. So just kind of being aware of how you can change the world. And it's not about how do I make X dollars? How do I make a million bucks? How do I retire? It's about self-fulfillment. It's about happiness. It's about purpose and joy and the things you don't always get when you're so focused on a corporate bottom line. There are other things in the world. And I talked about this before in one of the podcast topics about universal net worth. What is your universal net worth? Not your financial, your universal. Who did you help? Who did you make smile? Whose life did you change? And when you think back about all these little things that you've done that at the time you just thought, oh, I was just being nice or whatever. You don't know what that, that action could have done to change the course of that person's life. So again, I get long-winded with these things, but I'm passionate about this. The world can be so much better place if we're just nicer and kinder and think about each other instead of just, you know, how much money am I making? How, you know, how am I quote unquote crushing it? Well, stop crushing it. Start creating it. Start building it. Don't crush things, build them. That's good. We're going to call this a Tom talk. <laughs> Move over, Ted. We're going to call this a Tom talk. I want to wrap everything up with where can people find you? What are you excited for that's coming down the pipeline? Share it all. The website is uh, gotalookup.com. Uh, on Instagram, I think it's gotta underscore look underscore up on Instagram, but I think you could search it and find it. Same on YouTube. Um, you know, come take a listen, uh, leave comments because I want to know what you want to hear about. If if you agree, disagree, like, dislike what we talked about today, let me know because I'm trying to fine tune this in a way that reaches people and helps lift them up. So anything that you can offer in terms of input is welcome. Oh, there's a Facebook page too. Gotta look up. And then uh, hopefully expanding it into other areas and other arenas. I'd love to get a couple of events going. So if anyone is interested in helping me with venues or with stuffed animals or anything of that nature. Um, one of the podcasts talks about uh, helping kids at hospitals by giving them stuffed animals, um, trying to do one off cycle from the Christmas schedule. And in conversations right now with some folks around possibly doing an event um, to donate uh, shoes and socks to schools or to orphanages. So again, these are vision things. They're not concrete yet, 
um, it's one of those things where you need a community to do it. You can't really do it by yourself. So any help that people can bring on that front or any interest that they can, it, the main thing is if I do this, I need a network, I need people to show up. So um, please stay in touch that way, stay advised what's going on. And if there's something you can do, go do it. Follow, gotta look up on all the social channels, stay connected so you know what's going on and you're always in the know when it comes to events or new episodes. And I encourage you, I will put it in the show notes, previous episodes that Tom refers to, but they are such gems and insights to this thing called life. And it's amazing to see what has transpired after six months of working on something. So cheers to you, my friend. I'm very excited for what the future holds. Well, let me throw it back at you. Um, Janice is a genius. So she takes my chicken scratch, makes it beautiful. She helps advise me on things. Um, if this is something you're thinking about doing, putting something out, being your own broadcast channel, whatever you put out in the world, um, Janice is a great, great person to work with. Thank you. I appreciate that. It is truly a gift to be able to hone your purpose and your passion and weaving these personal stories into something that is so filled and enriched with goodness that it's it's truly just an honor to be a part of the process. So I'm excited. I can't wait to see what else comes up. We will share on all the avenues. Yep. Great. Well, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. So what's your next step going to be? Are you feeling inspired to create a brand that's truly authentically you? Do you want to share your unique story with the world, but aren't sure where to start? Maybe you need some help finding your personal brand flow. Well, today might be the day that you take that exciting leap. Visit launchmybrandtoday.com and book your free 30 minute chat. 30 minutes of focused conversation absolutely free to kickstart your brand building journey. This is your chance to ask questions, seek guidance, and get a taste of what it's really like to work with me one-on-one to build your personal brand. Remember, every big journey begins with a small step. Thanks so much for joining me on the Launch My Brand Today podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please take a moment to leave a rating and review. I truly appreciate your feedback and support. Until we meet again, remember, ignite your passion, build on your purpose, and transform your tomorrow starting today. I'll see you soon.